Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for allowing us to be your children, Lord, and giving us the opportunity to learn from you, Lord, and just giving us the Bible, Lord, so that we can delve deeper inside of you, Lord, inside of you, Lord and learn more from you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In amen. Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we get into the Word. Now, we're continuing our study in the book of Ephesians, still in chapter 5, and continuing our discussion on verses 1 through 7. So if you're just joining us for the first time, or you're rejoining us, we'd like to give you the opportunity to pause the episode and read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right. So now, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. <laughs> Excuse me. The first thing that the Lord was speaking and showing me was here that we see that Paul is mainly talking about Things that have to do with how we're speaking, coarse jesting, foolish talking, um, filthiness, which I'll deal more on that one in a second. But ultimately, these all are stuff that, as you were saying down in a couple episodes ago, that come out of the heart. These aren't things that just mess um, up here suddenly inside of your life, but it's something that constantly and consistently grown. And I like to take us to James 3, ch- chapter 3. <clears throat> And I'll just read the first 12 verses because the whole pack passage is what needs <laughs> to be understood. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. <clears throat> Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a force the little fire kindles. And the tongue is like a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. And here we see that um, James, the brother of John, is talking about how all these 
various side effects that we see in our lives can be traced down to how we're speaking inside of our hearts more so and also how we're speaking out of our mouths and we see here paul's telling us that okay you guys have gone together your main act i'd say but you're still not speaking right and it's causing all these things to be um exhibit inside of you and then i would like to take us into matthew chapter 20 i'm not going to um actually this is matthew 15 sorry and i'll just reference it because jesus is talking to the pharisees about why they ask him how come his disciples don't wash their hands and they eat and he's saying that it's not what goes into a man that defiles him but what comes out it's not um just what you do that causes you to stumble but also how you speak and this is something mama you talk to us often about is making sure our words are correct and in line with what the lord has for us in our lives not things that don't glorify him as she talked about in the previous episode as what he meant by coarse jesting and foolish talking and how when we get our words correct then we're able to fully transition into everything the lord wants and which translate transitions into the point that the lord was making to me about empty words and most times in our lives we don't care if we ramble a bit to fill time um we don't think of it in that way we just say okay we're making small talk or stuff like that but we don't look at the full implications of our actions or our words in this case and the lord was just reminding me of how most times when we we look here inside this passage of scripture we place the empty words on other people meaning that okay you guys are talking nonsense but we fail to understand the role that we have in our own lives i know in a few of my conversations i had with the lord i began talking about something and then i wanted to start rambling on and the lord has to ask me and say is this a discussion or are you just talking and i'll go oh no lord this is a discussion i'll continue how i was talking beforehand my tirade a list of all the reasons i should get what i was asking for and the way i was worthy of it and how he's the apostle paul and the holy spirit is saying that empty words are how we speak to both the lord and to others when our words aren't in tune with the holy spirit they're all empty we think that because if we reach a certain level in life that all of our words are weighty and full of um importance i'd say we place importance on people's people's word based off their position but we're supposed to be allowing the lord to refine our speech and how we're saying and moving in life so that we were speaking what he wants because those are the words that are full of power amen so uh, how do we oh, get our, ahead, i was going to say so how do we get our words in line with the lord ultimately you'll be listening to the holy spirit that's the only way that we can do it because no righteousness can come from man we see that inside the book of isaiah that mm-hmm our righteousness is as filthy rags. Okay. So how do we do that? You have to practice doing that. You got to make a decision first. Amen. Make a decision. Choose. What oh. are you going to say? What What are you going to align yourself with? What's your treasure? Because the heart, or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So is the Lord your treasure? Do you value him? Do you put him, does he have a greater place or a place of importance above anything and everything else in your life? everyone. And everyone, yes. Anything, everything, Mm -hmm. everyone. Absolutely. In your life. Mm -hmm. Because if he does not, if something else has that place, 
then that's where you're going to speak out of or from. Mm-hmm. And in the previous episode, I talked about how in my personality, I like to laugh. And I had to make a choice. Am I going to choose to be funny and uh, quick wit? You know, that, right. that's something that as a, even as a child, I was able to just retort and come back with, with a joke or something of that nature. Am I going to choose to be funny and quick-witted so I can get that ha-ha-ha knee-slapping laugh? Or am I going to choose to police my words so that I can honor God and then fill myself up with words so that those kind of coarse jokes that offend God, grieving and that would grieve the Holy Spirit, no longer are part of my vocabulary and no longer a part of me so my mind doesn't even think like that. Um, or come back with insults towards the other person so that they feel small, all of that, put it away, decide to get rid of that so then I can honor God instead. I had to make a decision. Who do I love more? My jokes or my God? Who, am I, who do I want to please more, my crowd or my God? Not that I was a public entertainer or anything like that, but, you know, people mm-hmm. standing around, whatever. whatever. Whatever thing you hold up as valuable in your mind, is it more valuable than God? Well, for me, the answer was no. So I don't talk like that anymore. I don't, yes. And actually, at this point in my life, I'm not even tempted by it. I'm not even tempted to come back with an insult, quick joke, put somebody in their place, take that jar off the shelf you were talking about, Layla, or um, tell a, a perverted joke to get it. Le- I'm not interested in it. It has no place in me. Yes, Mommy? So I bring that up because it's important, right? What you, Charles, was reading about in... James talks about the tongue being just or how such a great force is is destroyed by such a small ember. But he he relates that to the tongue, right? In Proverbs chapter 30, it talks about, uh, and this is partway through verse 15, there are three things that are never satisfied. Four, never say enough. The grave the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and fire never says enough. Mm. So I'm, I'm bringing this up because we need to examine ourselves in this. What is the, or, or uh, I'll say this first. I feel led to say this first. Because it's something that we often say in this household and in this ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in this household. In the abundance of words, sin is not lacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> so why are we saying all the things that we're saying? Is it so we sound so eloquent and smart and people perceive us a certain way? Mm-hmm. And does that matter? Because as we read scripture, Jesus was clearly articulate, eloquent. He was a great orator. Right? He was wise beyond everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Infallible in his speech. Amen. Mm-hmm. But yet, what did he and how did he carry and conduct himself and live his life? He only said what the Father said to say. Mm-hmm. He only did what the Father did. Mm-hmm. But yet, we hold him as we should, as our Lord and Savior, in such high esteem and regard and in honor, with wisdom, the beyond what any of us has. And it it even came across, especially came across, in his speech. Amen. He didn't need to go on into a tirade or a diatribe, as you were saying there, LaCharles. Yes. Right? 
illicit demands. He just said what he heard his father say. Mm-hmm. And there were times where he did not speak. Exactly. Because it was appropriate, according to the father, that he held his tongue. And I just want to say, I, I still laugh. We still have Absolutely. lots of fun together. And I, I do say funny things, but and our not Lord has a great sense of humor. To God. Hmm? And our Lord has yes, a great sense of humor. Yes, he does. But it's not defiled. It's pure. And it's good. Yes. yes mommy. So, amen. Yes. I promise you had something else to share, right? Yes. Well, let's hear it, sir. And as we've been talking through these episodes about how we talk and how it's important, another way in that you ask the question how we fix that, another way how we fix that is not by going, I'm not going to speak anymore, but also about how we look at others and ourselves. And the Lord reminded me of, especially inside my own life, if I think I'm smarter than most of the people inside the room, that's how I'm going to speak. And if I'm trying to sympathize with someone, that even that tone that I think I'm better than someone's going to come across and how I speak. It's not going to carry, the, it's not going to sound the way I want it to sound because it's already in my heart and it's coming out. Hmm. Versus if I think everybody else, everybody is out to get me, that's also going to come across in how I speak. I'm going to be suspicious of them and instead of actually loving them with the love of God, I'm going to think they always have something sinister up their sleeve and mm-hmm. they're just waiting to enact that sinister plan out on me and I, <laughs> that I'm just a victim. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely come across in your speech but also in your behavior, which Amen. is where, where we started with this this thought. What comes Exactly. Out of, the mar- out of the mouth is a result of what's in the heart, what you believe. And then you do also what you've said you're going to do and what you believe. Yes, Mommy? Yes. Amen. Amen. Something that the Lord had shown me at, in concerning the our speech pattern is also there has to be a maturity. It's the immature people that partake in these um, kinds of behaviors, actions, and attitudes. I know from my own life, when I was less mature, I would pull out those zingers and try to get one back at my brothers or whoever it was that I was talking to. But as I matured in the Lord, that is less frequent than it than it was at one point, and it shows that this is a process as well. You're supposed to be maturing in the things of the Lord. You be babes in malice, mm-hmm. but wise in the matters of the Lord. And there are people, Paul is also showing that there are people that choose not to mature. It isn't because they can't do it. It's because they won't do it. Another example, when I was doing math, there was a time where I would not learn the math concepts. I thought, well, if I if I can't just get away, mommy and daddy won't accept my, uh, what was it? What was the lowest score that I got? Like a zero on one of the, or actually, no, it was a 20. It was a 20. Not a zero, but it was a 20. It might as well have been a zero. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to accept my 20, then I'm not going to do the math. And that was immaturity. It was immature in my, in my thought process and my actions, attitudes, and behaviors. So I did mature, and I actually learned the math. And as I went about doing it as I progressed through the algebras and the geometries, I found out that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed life much more when LaCharles would would ask a, a question about a formula and I could answer correctly and I knew what it was. Or mommy and dad, you would ask us to calculate how, how much something would cost when we bought a certain quantity when we were shopping at the store to make sure that it was in the budget and we didn't go over. It made me feel like I could climb Mount Everest with, <laughs> with no oxygen tank and still come down alive. 
<laughs> because I was maturing, and and that's also how we feel. That's how, at least, what I experience when I mature in the things of God. Like I can conquer the world. There's nobody or nothing that can stop me, and I can just press on and do the great exploits in the Lord, and I'll be listed in that hall of faith Amen. that we see in Hebrews 11. But we can't get there if we refuse to mature. If we refuse to give up the things of the past. Put, putting to death that that old man that Paul mentions um, mm-hmm. in chapter four. Mm-hmm. It's an impossibility. Amen. Amen. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm, I'm very delighted by that. I when we see God and when we're looking at these scriptures, it looks like when we're immature that God is saying, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. Stop doing this. And then it also looks like he's saying, do these things that are much harder to do. This is mm-hmm. easy for me. I can go beep, 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 you know, let those cuss words fly out of my mouth like butter. I can do that. That's easy. But for me to restrain my mouth, spend time in the word of God, meditate on the word of God, restrain my mouth, not repay evil for evil and sanctify my language, sanctify my behavior. That's a challenge. It's easier for me just to let go and not care. Right. But God knows what the outcome will be for us when we strive towards him to be an imitator of him. He knows how it's going to bless our life to put away coarse jesting and foolish talking and to put away fornication and uncleanness and covetousness and not have that be named among us. He knows what is going to benefit our lives for us not to be sons and daughters of disobedience anymore, but become to become daughters and sons of obedience. He knows what it's going to benefit us, which is why he encourages us to do it. I remember looking at you and on this particular regard, you didn't like math because you wanted to make it according to your rules. You thought you should be able to set the rules and determine what was right for math and how it should be solved, which is, it's funny to consider it that way, but at you as a young child, learning math, that was always what you wanted to do. And when we said, no, these are the rules, learn the math rules as they are, and then do them. You'll get the right answer. You shut down and said, well, I'll punish you. I will show you. I'll get bad grades. (laughs) When the test came back and said, no, you can't follow your own rules to do the math problems. It doesn't work that way. You said, well, I'll just fold my arms. And then you got in trouble for that. We don't allow that. And poke my lip out. You got in trouble for that. We don't allow that. I'll just quit. But it caused you to miss out. But then when you got it, when the light of God came on inside of your your being, your inward person and said, I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of struggling through this. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take the math rules as they are. And I'm just going to learn it, whether it makes sense to my creative butterfly personality or not. I'm <laughs> going to con- I'm going to conform myself to understand the math and, the- and speak the math language. You excelled. You were able to do things that were previously impossible for you and to you. I knew that you would be encouraged as your mother looking at you. I knew that you would be blessed by doing it right in more ways than one. But until you decided you were never going to get that blessing until you decided to yield yourself and conform yourself, you were never going to taste that blessing and that benefit. But I knew what the outcome would be and I knew what would be possible. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to apply God's standard everywhere in your life, but also to the listeners. We all go through this. This is 
This is not something that's strange or foreign to humanity. We all think we have better ideas than God. We all think our way and our pathway should be the pathway and God should just come down to us. The math should change just because I want it to be different. This is how my mind works. I shouldn't have to learn that. And God's saying, no, you're going to come up to my ways if you want to have this benefit. And when you choose to mature, when you choose to rise up and put away the things that are not fitting and not tuck them in and hide them for later, not keep a, a pantry full of ungodliness and unrighteousness to pull out just in case, you know, break, break the glass just in case of fire. I got to cuss you or I got to beat you up or no, no, no. Get rid of all those things and then put on Christ. You will have this rich and blessed benefit rich and benefit full life that he has desired for you. But sin will keep you out. Maturation and putting away sin will let you in. Yes, Molly. Amen. There's a lot in that. We can all, as you said, honey, honey, reflect on for our own life and understand mm-hmm. some things, but also to examine ourselves and what needs to be removed or uprooted and replaced with truth, which is the word of God, which is himself in our life. So can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done in our lives, Lord. And we just thank you that you're the one who guides our tongues, Lord, as we are talking about the things of you, Lord, and as we're going through our daily life, Lord, that you give us the words to speak, Lord, the words that will edify those who hear us, Lord, and will bring about what you have for them in their lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the opportunities, Lord, that you bring to us to demonstrate the things that we have learned inside of you, Lord, to show you, Lord, that we're able to handle it, Lord, able to handle the responsibility, Lord, and the trust that you've given us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.